I struggle. Hello and welcome to the Monkey Nut Punch <laughs> podcast. It's not that. It's a Gaming Face Punch podcast. Nigel clearly wasn't looking at his screen as the countdown brought us in. No. He's sitting there. He's complaining. I've got my shoulder hurts. Oh, your shoulder hurts. I've got to have bloody surgery on mine, mate. So I've I, I got surgery. I've got funny fingers. I've got everything. I've even got a weird walk. You <sighs> see, the difference between yours and mine is it's mine, so it's more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say that now. My shoulder so is now important to me. But when I come back with a bionic arm, with laser cannon attached to it, you can say mine's more important, aren't you? Um, yeah, if, it was a, if it was a zombie apocalypse, I know where I'm heading. Yes, so I'm going to change, change the camera because I can't keep my head within the boundary box. Um, hello and welcome to this week's Gaming Face Punch Gaming Roundup. And as I like to open all of these podcasts... I'm going to say to ask Babster because he got here first. Babster, what have you been playing? Oh, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let the side down this week. I've been playing nothing. I've I've literally been doing... I know. I know. Um, I've been doing a Netflix catch-up. Um, so, uh, yeah. R- wrong channel, really. <laughs> Monkey nut punch. <laughs> yeah, come, come, back, come back tomorrow at 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can cover that. Fine. Yeah, I've been watching Extraction, and then yeah, the I, watched I watched I watched Extraction too, and really, really enjoyed them. Um, yeah. So the yeah, middle, apart from, from bit of System Shock, the middle bit in Extraction where they escape from the prison, or was it yeah. the first? That's the best action sequence in the entire game, uh, in the I, entire film, I think. I loved it. Really good. It is. I, I prefer, this is a, this is sacrilege, but I preferred it over John Wick. <gasps> okay, I'm going now. See ya. <laughs> it did. I just, it just, uh, I just enjoyed it more. I think, I think, because you know, over which um, one? Over which one? Not the first one, surely. All, all of them. All of them. I'm a fan of extraction. High That's high praise indeed for me. But it's like it's uh, my my. It's a, a, I'll save this for tomorrow. Actually, this is a different podcast. Yeah, save um, that for tomorrow though. I'll save that for tomorrow. So. There's that. I watched Black Mirror and a load of other things too. So, um, oh, I did watch two episodes of Black Mirror as well. So, yeah. So, so all week was a was a Netflix, uh, bit of a Netflix catch up. Night, apart from Dark Ages of Camelot, apart from Dark Ages Ooh. of Camelot, what have you been playing? I, I didn't actually play that this week. I know. So, shoulder must be really bad. Your shoulder must yeah. be incredibly bad <laughs> if you didn't play Dark Ages of Camelot. It's like, it's almost like breathing to you. Wake up, have I, a poo, play Dark Ages of Camelot, get coffee, play Dark Ages of Camelot, do a bit of work, lunchtime cups up, Dark Ages of Camelot, sell it to the mm. wife, go play Dark Ages of Camelot. That's, that's your routine, as far as I remember. No, it's it's wake up, <laughs> get coffee, play Dark Age, have oh. a poo, play Dark Age. Um, but no, I haven't really. Um, oh, you're, you're an AFK during a raid, aren't you? Sorry, guys, no, no. I'll go for a poo. Um, <laughs> it's usually... I've got this important raid, Nige. Got to take out the Goblin King. Just excuse me, halfway through. I'm, I'm crowning here, guys. I'm crowning. <laughs> got to drop the kids off at the pool. Uh, <laughs> the Badger's nose. <laughs> but, uh, no, so... I hardly played that at all. Um, however, I did try to play Redfall again. Um, tried I gave it a little bit more time and I gave it some time uh, yesterday Mm. and I 
there's a couple of helicopters that fall out of the sky and you go you go to one fine scavenge you open a a safe house up which is yeah whatever and and then you go to you you make your way to it but i really really do not like the game i don't know what it, right. it, it it's it's like i had to even though i've got the it's it's the mouse look thing because it's a controller it's the mouse look thing. it you you move it very slightly and it just it's so quick so i turned it down from point uh, i think it was three points down to 1.5 and it was still it's like the acceleration so it goes slow and fast and then slow you know it's crap. i had that issue with um uh oh, what's it called that tokyo tokyo yeah yeah it's kind of why i stopped playing that as well um mm. because i don't like the way mouthwork works but yeah i played it a little bit i gave it I gave it a bit of time, another hour, and because of that, I couldn't shoot, I couldn't aim, and I kept dying, and I went, no point in playing this. And I changed the, the settings quite a lot, so I uninstalled it, never to be reinstalled again. However, like you, I've been on Netflix a ton this week with my my youngest. So do you want to come and join us on the Monkey Nut Punch podcast tomorrow? Because we're talking, if, if you've done Black Mirror and Extraction, there are two topics that we're covering. No, what is the monkey nut punch, Gareth? What is it? Tell the us. Monkey nut punch podcast is a, 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 a podcast where I, I deal with a, a fat man who has to mention Star Wars in every other conversation, regardless if we're talking about something that isn't Star Wars. So tomorrow, when we're talking about extraction, yeah, he's got this reminds me of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I give him so much shit for that behind the scenes. You have no idea. Um, <laughs> This is so, why he's not on this one because we cut these bits up. Yeah, we can't because... have, I'd have to cut the Star Wars bit out of there. So we're talking about EA Sports, oh FIFA thingy. This reminds me of Star Wars. Did you play Star Wars? And... Oh, for God's sake, Keith! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor <Yeah>. boy. <laughs> he, he would relate it. Yeah, but no, we 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 found out. Me and my youngest found out that uh, the Harry Potter films are all on Netflix now, oh, and he we... wanted to watch. He wanted to watch them all. So when I finish work. We'll eat dinner and watch one of the films. And so we've got one film left now because I can't do it every day. Um, we've got the last film of the of the eight to watch, and he's quite looking forward to watching the last one because yeah. it oh, comes to a crescendo, doesn't it? So I enjoyed the Harry Potter films, really did. Yeah, and, uh, and the and the first Fantastic Beast film as well. The first one only. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you in the yeah. first one. The first, the first one was good. One. I don't know why they didn't just do another thing and not make it Fantastic Beasts. It would have anyway. not not so Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, slightly can average. I bring it back? Fantastic Beasts. Do you mind yeah. if I bring it back to gaming? Oh yes, gaming face about. punch. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. Remember, so so any, any games that you played. At all, no. Just, that's what I tried Redfall, and I okay. tried to give it time, and I deleted it because it was shit. So, n- no, not really. That's okay. That's, You'll need yeah, that space great. for Star for Starfield. So, that's um, yeah, well, yeah, well, yes. We, we I might give the Outer Worlds a go. I might. I'm looking. Yes, I'm that give, one up. Give the Outer Worlds a go. Be honest with the Outer Worlds. The combat is cack. The conversations are better than you getting Fallout. Um. So you put your points into covering conversations, I'll be honest with you. That's the best way of doing it. Um, okay. 
I've been playing uh, Borderlands 3 and I reinstalled Horizon Zero Dawn so I could play the expansion because I've got the expansion on it and I've not really got around to whatever it is, Frozen North or Frigid South or whatever it's called. Um, so I, I, I started playing that. So I've been looking at games and stuff because, you know, I've been looking at things. They've got these things you can plug, you can plug a, a jammer board adapter into a Raspberry Pi. Have you seen that? So I'm like, and I'm like, I can't put an arcade machine in the house anywhere. Don't think about it. You haven't got the space. Yeah, you want, I want to. Raspberry Pi. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing that. Anyway, shall we go on with the first story? That's a yes, guys. Just say yes. <laughs> yes. So... To make the sound more dramatic, because I need to make these intros better. Okay. Do the deep games and <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> I will try again. Go. Sorry, the po- sorry for the podcast listeners. Uh, just muggins is going to edit all this. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> EA Games and EA Sports are filing for a divorce. Dun dun dun. Yep. Uh, it's not every day get gaming gossips like that. Gaming gossips like that. So, EA Games and EA Sports are separating as part of an internal reshuffle at Electronic Arts. Um, I need to show the thing up there. Um, as a as, as a reshuffle thingy, EA Games it will be rebranded to EA Entertainment, indicating a potential branch out from traditional video games. And say traditional video games, are they planning on making TV series or paintings or or, or, or like? Football? Uh, I don't know. Um, CEO Andrew Wilson emphasised that the restructuring would help to empower the company's creative teams and build on the company's legendary franchises and innovative experiences. That sounds great. Um, so they've set up a president for EA Entertainment, um, but they're going to be keep, keep, uh, working with a guy called Vince Sampella to keep things on board. A guy called Cam Weber will be heavily involved, uh, who's heavily involved in the NFL series, will be the Head of EA Sports, uh, it's, incl- it's unclear whether the restructuring is will result in layoffs. It's going to result in layoffs, guys. I'm sorry. When they do restructuring, that's just a polite way of saying people are going to lose their jobs. Um, so restructuring EA Sports uh, will now have the uh, will we'll, was it the <sighs> sorry about that. I'll just have to edit that. So um, sports will now handle F1 Series PDA Tour EA. Sports FC, whatever that is, NHL college football reboots, super mega basketball. I have no idea what that is. Uh, an EA t- entertainment will be composed of uh, Respawn Dice, Ripple, F- Ripple Effect, Ridge Line Games, Full Circle Games, Motive Studios, EA Seattle Studios, Bioware, and EA Originals, along, along, uh, along with the continuation of mobile management. Um, it sounds like uh, they're looking at the future going, mm, it's going to be a little tight. I don't know if we can survive whatever storm's coming our way. Um, I don't know if I, I, have, I did. I should have checked into the fact that I think they were having issues with the FIFA license um, where FIFA were looking at them, especially where they're getting all these loot boxes. And, you know, FIFA's like FIFA. I mean, the organization, really corrupt folks. Um, they're looking at these money from, from the loot boxes going, hang on a second. Shouldn't we have a share of that? You're, you're marketing and selling our players. 
our players that we license to you and you're putting them in these gambling style packs and we're not getting our cut guys so um think i think uh, i read somewhere that uh fifa and ea are splitting ways i think i read that somewhere yeah and FIFA brings a lot of money into them. I think of all the, th the things that brings them um, money, um, it's... Uh, at, at one point, it things. used to be FIFA or... Oh, FIFA Madden. No, no, no. The the other football game, Pez. Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, that died be, ages ago. They used to sort of edge in front of each other as to which one was better. The only difference between the two was obviously EA had the licensed players. And Pez had the fake names. However, the gameplay-wise, they were pretty neck and neck. Although they used to edge in front of each other year on year as to who made the best improvements and who best made the best uh, gameplay. <laughs> I can't remember seeing a Pro Evolution Soccer in a while. No, oh, no. What you call it? Konami killed that. Killed that one. Dead. Yeah, be because look, it didn't have the license, so it didn't have the same sort of draw as. Uh, EA Sports game now EA mm. Sports do not have the license anymore is it going to have the same appeal maybe not yeah. maybe some some people play that game yeah so, uh, there you go yeah, so so from the Telegraph so the, the genuine news source after FIFA and EA split what's next for the future of the football game uh, football gaming um, yeah so it looks like they split 1993 crikey they've been teamed up since 93 i should know this because i played recently played uh fifa 97 on the mega drive in part as a part of a competition weren't they still called the electronic arts then yeah yes they were yeah. still called yeah. electronic arts they had the weird kind of pyramid sphere cube like that. Yeah, yeah 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 when they were yeah. a good company and yeah, every time when it when you turned it on in the mega drive ea sport, e -sport. It's, in the it's in the game used to love now that. It's yeah. No, it doesn't do anything like that, does no, it? it? Doesn't. Yeah. Just said, no. give me your money, all of it. So, <laughs> so it's in okay. The so it box. looks. <laughs> so it looks like EA are doing a unbranded non-FIFA version of EA Sports, um, which is the EA Sports FC that we well, I brought up that's, in the, in the that's comments. What, yes, that is right. So, okay, I have no idea. Uh, it, it, it's so I don't know how they're going to do their loot boxes. Hey, you've got um, Lion Tidy or, or um, Cristiano um, Donaldo yeah. or something like that. The off-brand players. You've got the Lion <laughs> Mahusi. I think it's ironic that we wanted the, the, these, what do you call it, loot boxes and bits to go away. But in FIFA, it looks like FIFA are going to be the ones responsible for removing the loot boxes because, one, they're not getting their car, and two, they've taken their ball and they've gone home with it. So you can't sell you can't sell the idea of me getting um, Lionel Messi in a pack or, or, or no. another player in a pack uh, of gambling. So that rem kind of kills that dead inadvertently. I think people were mostly spending money on those loot boxes and stuff like that just to say, oh, I've packed Messi. Oh, I've packed Ronaldo, the best players in the world. Going forward, without that license, you can't say that. And so, therefore, the appeal is gone. Pretty much gone. They're going to have to think of what they do instead. 
for the FIFA, well, not even FIFA, for the EA Sports FC franchise. Uh, I think personally, I, I don't really play it for that sort of thing. I'd rather just play it for the gameplay and just play, uh, uh, play football. Like 90% of the players who actually play FIFA, they want to sit there and they want to beat their mates, they want to have competitions and stuff online. But the the whales, as they call them, the mm. dipsticks that spend thousands. I've had stories, we've, we've covered stories of people spending thousands of pounds on these things. And, and not at one point in EA's thing went, are we the baddies? No, I got that clip's going in there. <laughs> I have to get that clip in there. Um, and I, I just, it's, 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 uh, it, uh, what I get, I think probably what gets me most is what I've seen here. It sounds, I'm, sorry, I'm such a dull person. I've seen hearings where EA have turned up to governments around the world and governments have not, because they don't understand technology properly, they haven't pressed them, they haven't turned around because, hang on a second. If you're if you're telling them like this, you need to put in the odds on that, and they need to be fixed. Is the first thing too? Oh no, but it's like a bubblegum pack. It goes well. The first things first is a pack of bubblegum cards is real. Uh, you get bubblegum guaranteed every time, which mm -hmm. you're not guaranteed anything in this one. Oh yeah. Two bubblegum doesn't expire when the next game comes around. <sighs> it, and the it, thing it that you really got grinds at... my gears. It, it does. Loot boxes. You're right. You're right. Yes. <laughs> you can't hear. What you guys can't hear on the podcast, I have to cut this out of the, of the video, is outside the front of my house, I can hear someone grinding concrete as they're trying to fix my drive as the water board decided to destroy it yesterday. See, but that all I can pages. hear. No, no, well, there's no screaming. Oh, no. ah. Yeah. Anyway, let's just summarise this. EA's being split into two parties. FIFA is gone. Loot boxes are still here, but they're going to be crap. Play kickoff instead. Yeah, go back. Go back in time. Find find the original version of FIFA International Soccer on the Mega Drive. Play that. Yeah, that's awesome. Play um, what's it? Kickoff. Central Play Soccer. ISS on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Play Pro Evo on the uh, Pro Evo. I can't remember which version, but play one of the Pro Evos on the PlayStation Two when Pro Evo was really good. Seven, yeah, eight, seven. Maybe. You'll say seven. Yeah, it's I, a don't seven. Know. I don't know. I'll seven just... sounds good. We'll say seven. Say seven. Um, and then we've got to look forward to whatever EA Entertainment's doing. Are they going to move away from actual game games? I hope not, because I like my game games. Um, on on that note, I think we should move to our next story. <laughs> All right, folks, get ready to strap on your post-apocalyptic boots and navigate your world through Death Stranding. Um, but this time, it's coming to the big screen. Um, we've got some notes Ooh. here. Hideo Kojima's fever dream of a walking simulator game. Um, I bought Death Stranding. Looked fantastic. Concept just made me go, what? And I have to kind of, it's going to see it in a world where death is just death itself has been broken. Not time, not space, but the concept of death. Um, and you've got things coming in from the other side and this, that, and the other. And 
Weird Babies and Norman Readers. But I'm looking forward to the way that uh, I'm looking forward. If it's done by Netflix, I'm sure that Norman Readers will be played by Will Smith um, because <laughs> that's the way Netflix do things. It's not. I imagine. I imagine if they were clever enough, they've 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 got that sorted. But um, last December, it was revealed that Death Stranding Death Stranding movie was in the works with none other than Kojima Productions taking the helm of one of the two, uh, with Kojima taking one of the, the two main producer titles. Uh, Kojima, legendary game director, has stated that he will not direct the movie, but he'll be deeply involved in supervising, plotting, designing, crafting the content, which is fine, because when it comes to dialogue and Hideo Kojima, it's kind of not, lacks brevity, shall we say. And we know this through the codec calls that you, you get on, on, on Metal Gear. I do like the codec calls, but... Dude, the game would cut, be cut in half with, without them. Um, so, yes, so he's doing it. Uh, the film will be produced by Hammerstone Studios, um, known for movies like The Barbarian 2022. I haven't heard of that one. Bill and Ted Face the Music 2020, which is fine. Uh, the studio head, Alex Lebrusk, oh my God, Alex, Polish name that I can't probably say expressed his excitement working with Kojima and aiming to refine the video game adaptation. There's a thing at the moment where comic book movies are dying and then things like Super Mario Brothers came along and it looks like the next phase in movies riding the rails until things come off will be video game adaptations. Cool. And I think they're going to be okay. I'm not going to say good. I'm not going to say great. I'm going to say okay because I'm going to hedge it down there. And, and given the fact that I imagine that Kojima will make sure that thing looks the way that he wants and sounds the way that he wants, um, and as long as someone does the dialogue that's not Kojima, I think will be great. Um, but it's weird to think that it's annoying because I want to see Metal Gear. I don't want Death Stranding. I've played Death Stranding. It's fine. Not the best story. Interesting concept, very interesting concept, very unique concept. Um, I don't think it's going to have really broad appeal to people. I think it's going to have a level of appeal to people. I think it's going to kind of flop, but I'm more worried about the quality of the film itself, if that makes any sense. So there's some good things in there. If they've got Kojima on board, they're respecting the source material and they're respecting the creator of the source material, um, which is always a good thing. The a bit like what they did with uh, uh, Last of Us. Yes. They respected yeah, exactly. the source material. They followed the first game, pretty much, and therefore it was a bit of a hit. Yeah, it was good. Although that did have a massive, massive following when compared to Death Stranding. So, yes. is it is it going to be a big but, hit, or is it just going to be one of those pass <clears throat> you by? Why can't they make a decent Resident Evil film? Uh, right, so I just want the mansion. I just want, I just want Resident Evil One made as a film. So I think we should start with Resident Evil Zero because that's where it all started. Nerd. Yeah, but, um, then, but then you can have your prequel afterwards, though. That's how it normally works. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's I think because Hollywood are under the impression that they can do it better, and, and we know that we've watched a lot of stuff recently and they cannot do it better. Unless you've got someone there, it, they keep hiring talentless writers. Yep. They don't have, don't fork out for, for writers. You look at Star Wars and Indiana Jones when that comes out and oh, you're going to look at these things and like all the Marvel stuff, all the Marvel stuff in Phase 4, it looks like they just saved the budget on writers 
and they didn't realize how important writers are in order to just make sure everything is, is, is set. And I know that Marvel turns around and goes, oh, we write the script, and then we just ignore the script. I'm like, oh, great. You've been winging it all these years. You got caught out. Sorry. Um, so it's... I'm hoping I'm hoping it'll be, I'm hoping it's one of those things that people watch and it's going to be video game version of David Cronenberg if that makes any sense. Oh, David Cronenberg. Must help following because he did mad films. I think it's going to be kind of like in that vein and this is, should be on a Sunday. So yeah. I don't know. I haven't played that game. I've seen you play a little bit of it. It is actually free on PSN Premium, I think. I could download it and have a go on it. It was free on uh, Epic Games as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I got it on Epic Games. On, I've got, yeah, I've got, an Epic, I've got an Epic Games too. I've got it available yeah. to download, but whenever I look at it, I go, not bothered really. Mm. And because it's, it's, so, it's so weird and it's a walking simulator, so unless they can... Do something with it's this. A, I'll be honest with you. He has really thought about the walking mechanics. There's a lot of walking mechanics in there, which you don't get in normal walking simulators. There's balancing. Okay. There's there's bridges and ladders and ropes and 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 people leaving stuff behind. And I think that's the bit that put me off the most when playing it was the fact that I wanted to go through an empty, desolate wan landscape in a post-apocalyptic world. But there was evidence of loads of people being there, and it kind of broke the immersion. If that made any sense. Mm. Do, do you eventually get a red van and a black cat? No, you do. You do get a van though, but no black cat. Sorry, there's a chance that a black cat might explode. And you see, that's that's what kind of annoyed me with uh, with Redfall. I thought I was playing a single player game because I played by myself. Not, I didn't choose to play online. And I paused the game and I went had some food. Uh, come back come and. Up. And it didn't actually pause the game. And the, the the fact that I was not near anyone at the time when I paused it, and suddenly as I unpaused, it didn't pause it. It just took me to a menu, and I couldn't pause it. Oh. And that's the thing that made me go, this is online only, all the time. So there's no pause. This is crap. Okay. So I hope they don't do that. Well, they did do that with Death Stranding, but kind of put me off i don't want uh, to play a single player game that is online all the time I it's don't not online it. it wasn't it wasn't online all the time you didn't have to be online but when you were online you just get loads of like kind of someone to put a post box outside your little base so if you're driving your motorcycle you'd smash into it thanks really appreciate that yeah that wonderful great <laughs> Yes, that's the bit I didn't like. And it was just like everyone's leaving. Some people left useful stuff and other people just trolling you. Anyway, on that note, let's uh, let's move on to our, our, to our next story. Right. Okay. It's remastered. A low-polygon first-person shooter has taken steam by storm since this last week. And the reason I put this in here is because it's been showing up in my feeds everywhere. Inspired by Battlefield series with graphical simplicity of Minecraft, this game is already on the hearts and is becoming a best-selling game on Steam uh, in its first week. The real kicker is created by a core of developers of just three people. And I wave two fingers when I say three. Um, talk about 
powerful and mighty. So um, it supports um, up to 254 players per server. Um, brace yourself for some, near, in, some really intense battles with nearly fully destructible maps and a variety of vehicles. I've seen uh, some bits of it. I'll, I'll, I'll put a clip on it later. It's got, a plethora, it's got a plethora of vehicles. We've got tanks, helicopters. We've got boats, 45 weapons with customal bits in there. Um, and given the fact that people are, are kind of going off for Call of Duty and definitely going off the battlefield, it's nice to have another contender in there. I know we've talked about um, X Defiant. Um, it still needs a bit more work on it, but it, it is it is it is looking good because it's at the moment it says they're sitting about sixty two thousand concurrent uh, users. But yeah. I've got the video in here. See, it's just proof again that graphics isn't everything. It's just proof again. I mean, it's mm. just like well, Roblox to me. Roblox Battlefield Roblox. Yeah. So it's. Is I I do appreciate having nice graphics though. I do like having something pretty to look at. I do like my aesthetics. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't. That looks cool. Um, but I also do appreciate it. Appreciate it. It looks really fluid. Yeah. Gameplay wise, what they're showing off there, it looks more. Um, it yeah, it, it, it looks absolutely mad. And because of the low poly poly count. They can yeah, cram everything in. Yeah, they can cram everything yeah. in. And the it's gunplay looks like Call of Duty gunplay, which isn't that not a bad thing. Um, but it does look absolutely mad. That looks uh, fun. It, it does. Really does. It, it does look good. Um, yeah, it does remind me a bit of a mixture of both of those Battlefield and COD, the way they shoot and everything. Yeah, really, really good. I like the lighting uh, as well. The lighting's, yeah. As long as the hitbox, you know, as long as it feels like when you shoot someone, it feel it actually feels like you shoot someone, and it doesn't look like a bullet sponge, and because mm. that sometimes happens in games like this. But can, can we just quickly clip, hear what the the sound the sound is like? Oh, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a cacophony of gunfire. So I'll put it back. But all you're gonna hear is I know, but sometimes that can be. Yeah, you got recoil in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the reason why I wanted to hear the sound is because I think that can make or break a game. If the sound design's a bit rubbish and, the, and your guns sound like spud guns rather than big meat, yeah, rather than big meaty machines, yeah, um, that adds to the enjoyment, doesn't it? it, it it's, 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 yeah, you're right because you do want you want your weapons to sound like they've got uh, weight behind, behind them. it, yeah, some huge yeah, it, doesn't, doesn't, need to, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't need to feel huge. It just needs to feel like this would hurt someone if they were hit by a bullet from this thing. That's they all need it. to sound like the Doom shotgun for me. <laughs> Saying that, I was playing Borderlands 2 and one of the legendary items is the Doom shotgun. The double-barrel yes. Doom shotgun. 
It's nice. really good because you just run up to people, put it in their face, pull the trigger, and it's just dead. Like, yeah. Psh, psh, Headshot. All fun and games. <laughs> yes. Nice. And yeah, it even I'm... plays, it plays, it plays a couple of bar tones from a guitar when you pull the trigger. So it starts playing like the first like five notes of the Doom music every time you pull the trigger. So if you pull it quickly, you get like the first bit of Doom. Anyway. Nice. Sorry. It does look. I, I'm. I'm. I was. It was in my feed. Everyone's like, "You need to check this out, game. Yeah. You need to check this out." And I looked. And I, I knew. Like, I knew nothing look, about this. So I'll. I'll see if my son knows about this because he. He plays. Um, Roblox and the the mods yeah. they uh, they've made for that. So I think he he quite enjoyed playing that. Mm. Okay. Shall we move on to our next one? I'm calling this section. We're going to be doing this all the way up till September. It's called Babstad. I've got some news about Starfield. Yay! It's going to be awesome. It's not good news. Oh, <laughs> good news. No. So, wait, 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 wait. All right. We're all about to blast off to the mysterious cosmos of Starfield, where life is rare. As shooting stars, as, as as shooting stars and trusty jet and oh fuck it, Where's, their planets only ten percent of the planets are going to have life. You're not going to be able to drive around because they're going to charge you for DLC. No um, jetpack because that's how they did it in No Man's Sky. Um, but yeah, the latest revelation and I fucked that up royally. <laughs> Where does it say that? <laughs> right, so. So Starfield will not feature ground vehicles or mounts. Yet. Yet. All right, hang on a second. I know, right? But you, you so you can't, you know, so you're in No Man's Sky, you get the you get the giant mammoth thing, you've got the little the walk the walker, the little trucky thing to drive around in. Um not from the beginning though. Act. Pardon? Not from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, I know, but you build it up. But this is, I don't think, I don't think, I'm more worried about the game being stable and working. If they cut it out so it works, then then I'm going to say, okay, so now you didn't put cars in there and you didn't put trucks in there and you didn't put giant mechs in there. You're going to try and sell it back to me, aren't you? They're going to try, come on, let's be honest. They're going to try and sell it back to you. Look at 76, look at Fallout 4. They charged you for mods and stuff in Fallout 4. Well, they tried to do it, yeah. Um, and then there's the other thing that t- only 10% of the planets in Starfield host life, making each encounter with a life form a unique experience. Kind of get that? Okay. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll make a reference to the Drake equation, blah, 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 kind of science fiction thing. Um, Okay. Game will feature an in-game radio station with three dog. Um, <laughs> um, only accessible from specific locations or for jukebox junkies. There's a bit of a challenge. So you, you'd probably find the local transmissions and, and bits. Um, Bethesda has made a conscious decision to make the game run at 30 frames a second. That's, o- that's all right. That's okay. Um, I wish they just had two modes. A gorgeous mode at 30 frames a second and and a, and a performance mode so you can get your, your 60 frames a second. They probably will um, on the PC. 
yeah, but that provides a modder somewhere rather than Bethesda mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, Starfield will have large font mode. What? What? Enhancing accessibility and compatibility with portable devices. Well, the jury's still out with compatibility with Steam Deck. There's no fishing mini game, Bamster. So you can't go to an alien world and do some fishing. Why Sorry. would you highlight large font mode? Yay, that's what I wanted. Yes. I'm doing all the... Um, we're going to cover every single bit of Starfield news. I've got Starfield news saved up for next week too. You know that, don't you? Starfield's got a loading every- screen. Yay! <laughs> so, no thinking. AI compa- uh, companions, companions are optional, especially Preston Garvey, who's going to tell you to say that there's a settlement with an issue. Um, they will randomly generate side quests, and that's what made me think of Preston Garvey. There, we've got settlements got issues, we're going to help them out. So, for fuck's sake, Preston, I'm trying to save the world, stupid settlements. I built rocket turrets, leave me alone. That's a minefield um, for bugs, launch... isn't it? Pardon, that's a minefield for bugs, randomly generated side quests. See, the trick is, is to get the AI to generate the side quests. And just generate a couple hundred side quests and then get someone to test all the side quests. Yeah. And then pick the ones that work and leave the ones that don't work. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that, oh, God, don't, don't say that. You're the one who's supposed to be the positive one. I'm the one who's supposed to be the negative one. I was until I read that. But, but it's okay. It's okay. I can choose what font I want. Yes. No, no, no. Just big, bigger <laughs> fonts. That's all it is. Bigger, bigger fonts. Um, I need it so, there yeah. as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, so oh, yeah, choose big fonts. everyone wants big fonts. I want, I want different colors. Oh, imagine, yes, I imagine given given the nature of uh, Fallout, you can choose the color of the font. So, um, invisible, I'm excited for that. I'm, 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 I'm go, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a controller now. No, no, there's oh, they could do loot boxes, couldn't they, with extra font packs? Yes, I'm all for that. Don't say that. Don't give them ideas for crying out loud, please. Because we will. We'll be like kind of font pack. $12. So why is it $12? It was down from 20. You never sold it for 20. Uh oh yeah, it's $12. Well, I mean, I what's next? That really the, happened. What's next? This includes the annoying paperclip from Office 95. I would, I would, I miss the paperclip. I want them to get the paperclip, cross it over with chat GPT, and then you ask and paperclip pops up and, and because it actually knows what you're doing can can actually give you insights. Oh, your email looks a bit crap. Um, is, who's this going to? Is it your manager, your peers, or your, your subordinates? Okay, let's rephrase this. Da, da, da. It would work. And I think the paperclip should come back and the stupid bouncing ball. Smug, smug bouncing. That bouncing ball was so smug. That was the smuggest avatar for anything I've ever seen. And on that note, we're moving on to the next story. Oh, Starfield. <laughs> Starfield. Starfield yeah. economy is a complete shambles. I Right, so I saw this and I was like, oh, my God, this is clickbait bollocks. Uh, and then I read it and I was like, okay, maybe it's not clickbait bollocks. It's right. all down to the price of a sandwich. What? So <laughs> you think I'm joking. All right, so imagine that you can buy a Starship 
for the same price that you could buy 98 sandwiches for. What? What? I can't buy a car for 98 what? sandwiches. That's like what? 98. What? Did you say 92, 300 pounds? I want to know what shop you're buying the sandwiches for. Is it going to be like a garage? Is it um, Waitrose? Or is it the sandwich van that comes around on an afternoon? All right, let's 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 get into the to the thing. So, um, Bethesda's massive uh, Starfield offers thousands of plans to explore and prepare for some financial turbulence. Uh, turbulence as the universal economy, uh, the universal economy appears to be quite a mess, along with my ability to speak. Um, here's some fun facts for you. Did you know that the price of a salami sandwich in Starfield is astronomically high? Now, part of me is like going. Is this because this is like rare? Yeah, it's like getting salami out in deep space. It's like like gold, like rocking horse shit. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, but uh, apparently, you can get a spaceship for the equivalent of just ninety-eight sandwiches. That's either an expensive bite or a bargain ride. I'm thinking, what's the kind of right? So. If we say sandwiches, 98 sandwiches, we'll say we'll round it up to 100. We'll say it's three pounds a sandwich, it's 300 pounds. Yeah, you can buy a car for 300 pounds. Yeah, it's not gonna be a good car, is it? No, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crap. It's gonna be a wrecker, but like, it'll ma- still work. So, just ma- maybe you can trade all the fonts you've collected and say, I'll swap them for five sandwiches, please. I'm sorry, we're not accepting sans serif font anymore. We've got too many of them. Um, <laughs> Comic Sans? Who trades Comic Sans? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, um, go for, I'll go for Impact. I like that one. Impact. Oh, Impact's a good one. Ariel's pretty standard, I think. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving yeah, away from yeah. the world of fonts. Um, so the, the the economy seems quite odd, um, to, to say the least. Um, players will need to work out these costs and stuff and kind of rebalance what they're doing inside games. So Part of me is like, okay, I checked. They look like they've seen some bits inside the demo. This stuff can be rebalanced easily. It'll probably be fixed in a day one patch. It does seem mad. I'm hoping that salami is like gold. I could make some jokes about salami. I'm going to see my salami, ladies. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm hoping that salami is gold and it's like kind of, you know, like the sandwich, the sandwich to have. And there's real high demand for it. And then you go into vegan space. Oh, buy a spaceship. I can just sell these sandwiches. I'm in vegan space. They're all really weak. But... I, mean, I mean, it could work because most space food, well, all space foods in like little vacuum sealed, uh, dehydrated packets. So maybe. Oh, yes. Maybe, uh, you know, to, to have, have a good sandwich. Yeah, that's that's going to be rare, isn't it? Real a bread. Fresh sandwich. Real yeah. sausage. Maybe... Maybe that's not, maybe not that's what it is. Noodle stuff. <laughs> yeah, but there's uh, nice nice. If you go any near any kind of spacey establishment, you always have to buy space ice cream and eat space ice cream. That's the rule. It has to. That's the rule. If you go to if you go to, to NASA hmm. or you go to European Space Agency or even even Galactica in uh, Alton Towers, you have to buy space ice cream. Do you just add water yeah. to it? And, or, no, you or just what? eat it. You eat it. Dehydrated, it's lovely. You have to okay. try it. Try okay. it, you might like it. So let's just recap. Um, salami sandwiches may be the most expensive thing <laughs> in Starfield. Confirmed. Oh, I'm cracking. I got me excited then. Press the button early. <laughs> let's move on to our next one. 
this one. Starfield! It's not Starfield this time. I wanted to keep the salami story separate because it was just so bloody weird. Microsoft says it has lost the console wars. Oh, oh what, 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 what a crying shame because there's around two Xboxes. Um, um, because we're diving into the wild world of console wars and the we're giants battle for dominance, can you guess who waved the white flag? Yep, yeah, Microsoft. They declared that they lost the console wars. Um, and let's dissect what's happening here. Um, I think that they said they lost the console wars because they want to buy a certain publisher and they want their life to be easy, shall we say. Um, Microsoft has declared in a court filing that, that has lost the console wars and miss, uh, admits a legal battle with the US antitrust agency, the Federal Trade Commission. So they've got it, they've, they, they're being blocked by the UK and they're being blocked by the FTC. They've turned around and said, look, if we get blocked by the UK, then we just won't sell in the UK. Um, but being blocked by the FTC means that they'll just stop. Um, my big problem, and I've stated this many times, is Activision Blizzard is not worth $69 billion, considering that you bought Bethesda for, like, I think it was like four or 14. Um, and they've got many more IPs and, and things that have more appeal to more people and more diverse kind of bits there. Um, in the filings, Microsoft stated the Xbox console consistently ranks thirst, third, thirst, third behind the PlayStation Nintendo with a 16% market share and a 60% market share and a 21% uh, of console, a 21% share of console revenue. Um, meaning that they're behind Nintendo Switch. I thought Nintendo, I've, I've kind of deemed Nintendo Switch to be in the lead, followed by PS5, followed by Xbox, even though I own two Xboxes. I don't know how you can complain that. Um, they have, I think Games Pass has shot themselves in the foot with this. They've attempted to pro portray themselves as the underdog, the massive multi-billion, almost trillion dollar corporation, um, so they can buy thingy. Um, it's... The thing is, this is what's going to happen. Microsoft, it will go through. They'll drag their heels. It'll probably finish April next year. Yeah, it'll go through. And then all the people, all the people that have had problems with Activision, knowing that Sony have got, uh, not Sony, knowing that so Microsoft have got money, will be suing. I was sexually assaulted. I was sexually discriminated against. I was discriminated against. Um, this person was rude to me. Uh, I hate Bobby Kotek's face. Yeah, I had to endure his face for the last God knows how long, yeah? Um, all those people will come crawling out the woodworks and it's going to cost them and it's going to screw up development, this, that, and the other. And then there's the, it's on Games Pass. We don't have to bother because we don't have to worry about making profit anymore. We can just concentrate on making a game and we can take our time and don't worry about the X, Y, and Z. Um, then they've got that. And then there's the money that they lose because the PS5 is the big console, which most of the people will be playing Call of Duty on and so forth and so on. Uh, as I said, I don't. I think buying them's fine. People are going to come out of the woodworks and, and and try and get as much money out of them when the transfer happens. And then the other part of it too is that uh, the quality from from Games Pass, because um, we've seen it. Redfall, we were talking about earlier on, on the podcast, um, is an example that came from Bethesda. No one from Microsoft stepped in and went, "Hang on a second, guys." 
this is shit. <laughs> That's what they should have gone. This is shit. It's it's not that good. But then again, they do. There's a game called State of Decay, which I think is a garbage game, an absolute garbage game, and they promote the hell out of that. It's not even gameplay-wise, it's crap. Graphic-wise, it's crap. Everything-wise, it's 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 crap. Um, and it's uh, it's one of those games that people go, oh, we should play State of Decay. No, no, because I think it's crap. That's my opinion. If you like it, more power to you. In, get your enjoyment where you get your enjoyment. So, um, Don't you think Microsoft yeah. have already got a plan, though? Because obviously Starfield is their biggest game in years. Um, oh, do you, want to hear something, uh, do you want to hear something funny that I found out today? Do you know why uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda? Well, I was just going to, yeah, go on. Uh, right. They bought Bethesda primarily because Sony were pl planning on buying, because they didn't, sorry, they didn't buy Bethesda, they bought Zenimax. Because PlayStation, sorry, Sony were saying, right, we want Starfield to be a PlayStation exclusive. We're going to hand yeah. over a big chunk of cash. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we can't have that. So we bought the parent company instead. Uh, and I've seen some real dumb arguments and some real fucking galaxy brain takes on this, yeah? Now, buying a company, yeah, means that you own that game in perpetuity. Yeah, it's yours. So when Sony buys a game studio, it means that they own those, those games in studio, uh, those games. If you if you go to a third party and say we want exclusivity, which has been done since the dawn of video games, um, that's fine because it'll be there. And then when the second one rolls around, so like Titanfall did for EA, it will come out on both consoles and. You know, the exclusivity for the first Titanfall was, was fine on the Xbox. And they've done that. And now they're they're bitching and moaning because it's like kind of well, we can't we can't buy our way to success because they're not they're not building up studios. So 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 Mike so Nintendo, yeah, have their own studios, they have their own developers, they have their own vision, and they do a fantastic job. They do the best job on their exclusives. There's no two ways about that. Yeah. Then you've got Sony who do a almost similar thing but they kind of have a movie studio mentality behind what they're doing yeah so they see it like like move they're then running movie studios which is fine do that also other hardware this that and the other and you guys do the do the creative things and and we'll support you and then if the studio is good enough we'll buy the studio yeah so we'll get a little indie studio we'll invest in them see how well they do and then if it works out fine we'll buy it and you'll become part of us house mark is is, is an example um but what they don't do is, is is Sony doesn't buy Warner Brothers as a movie studio, yeah? And then turn around because, well, they're all our films now and all our stuff. And I think uh, – it, it, I, I get what Microsoft are trying to do. I think it's the wrong strategy. I think that, they, it's a, that they're going to get what is referred to as sunk cost fallacy. They'll just keep plowing money into what they're doing at the moment, and, and they'll keep losing because Games Pass is great for them because they have a nice steady flow of income. No two ways about that. But – there are no games that attract people to the Xbox. I'm trying to think. Starfield, and then where's the Gears of War game? But that's it, though, isn't it? That's that's their plan. They they're just using Starfield because it's exclusive, and they're they're, they're probably almost hoping well people are going to um, ditch the PS5 by an Xbox so they can play Starfield. They've already announced the brand new S version in black with um, your one terabyte drive. So that's been up updated, definitely for Starfield. So I think they're just using that one game now 
as a tactic to try and win back some of uh, some of the sales. But it's 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 a bold move if if that is what they're trying to do. It, it's it's expensive too. And it's mm. like the, the reason they want, they just want Call of Duty from, from Activision. That's all they want. They're not really to, they want Call of Duty because if they say Call of Duty is exclusive on Xbox, that'll, they think that'll drive people towards it. But the problem is at the moment, Call of Duty's dying. There's yeah, a big bought backlash. bought it at the wrong time, haven't they? Bought it at the wrong yeah. time. There's yeah. a massive backlash at the moment because um, a guy called Nick Merckx made the comment of saying, leave the kids alone. Yeah. He, as far as I'm con- concerned, he quoted um pink floyd from the album uh, the wall okay leave the kids alone because and then they then they they tried to say he was anti this and anti that all this other nonsense and and because of that everyone's turned around all the big streamers have turned around go we are not playing call of duty because one the game is crap they've always said the game is crap and we've got an excuse not to to play it anymore so we're not playing anymore and everyone has now gone off if, so if, it was, if it was me and I was doing a Call of Duty game, I would to bring the fans back. I would just do a remake of Number Two, because it's all about remakes at the moment. Do do a remake of Call of Duty Two, World War Two. You'll get your fans back. I think people are bored of modern warfare now. Go back to. I, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think they're bored of modern warfare per se. I think they're just bored of shit games. I don't Nothing, know, Battle, because, Battlefield uh, didn't do, I, do very well either, did it? But, that, but that's a shit game. Because, again, that wasn't what the fans wanted. They wanted yeah. the original 2142 remade. Or 2143. Let's move it a year on, guys. It's not difficult. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what that's what the fans wanted. But I loved no. running. I loved what Battlefield 2142 had run under mechs, and it was just like the mech pilot would be like, where is he? Where is he? It, it was be like shooting up underneath it. It was, yeah, so much fun. But hey, it's one of those things. We got fonts. So, so, so yeah, they're going to be they're going to be selling us fonts. I, as I said, I think they're paying too. My problem is they're paying too much for it. I get where they're going from. I think they're paying too much from it. I think what's going to happen is is they're going to they're going to get their Call of Duty. They're going to get all their stuff. They're going to get sued to high heaven from all the upset Activision employees that have happened over the course of the years because they know that Microsoft got money. Um, so they're going to get sued by them. They're going to bring the new Call of Duty out and it's just going to fall over. And that's what I feel is going to happen because the people who have been making Call of Duty are probably sick of making Call of Duty. Yeah, they probably, we want to, I, I have, I've created needs. Yeah, and I want to create a game about, I don't know, uh, a, a conduct a, a cat that's a conductor of an orchestra. Yeah, and I've always made to make, make this game. Now, now we've, we've got this big changeover. I'm leaving. And then you've lost the the the, the person who's responsible for net code, etc. So mm. not saying that there's a game can cat then, conduct a game coming out soon, but oh, I thought that was going to be stray too. Then <laughs> um, no, 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 stray stray's a bit more constructive, shall we say? Than stray's an incredible guy. Love that. Um, yeah, they've just milked Call of Duty till it's been milked dry, haven't they? So same as what they've done with Battlefield, exactly the same. The thing with, I think with Battlefield is that if you get it right, and we saw it in that 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 retro pixel games, if you got it right, there's money there. There's people yeah. who want to play that there. But that's not a Battlefield game, though, is it? It's somebody else. The, but it's their take on it. But yeah, 
yeah, it's yeah. a derivative. So yeah. Battlefield needs to exist. It's not like if, if it's derivative, it's something the Battlefield can do. And it's something they can do with better graphics. So not complaining about the graphics, but I'm just saying they can do it with better graphics. Oh, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be very surprised because I haven't looked into that battle bit, but I'd be very surprised if the developers of that Battlefield game aren't modders for um, Roblox. I'd be very surprised if they're not. That's mm-hmm. something to look into. Think- that is something to look into. Um, and on that note, I think it's uh, time we move on to our next story. Uh, no, we're going to play the rest of that. Right, so Quake 2 remastered leak. Hold on to your gaming chairs. Something quake-tastic is rumbling in the gaming world. Quake 2 was a blast from the past. Brace yourself for the sci-fi inspired adrenaline pumping uh, return journey to, that is will be quake two remastered and i cocked that up completely because i was started reading it, the sentences i need to set this in old man vision that's my problem um i've got it set to normal and i cannot read live from normal i'm gonna zoom in a bit here oh that's bad um yeah so we've got quake two quake two remastered it's currently in development according to new age rating listed for uh, games announcements gear up for the enhanced version the best FPS game ever. Mm. That's Unreal Tournament. Um, well, there's a few. There's a few. There's a few on there. Uh, the original Quake 2 was launched in 1997, the iconic sequel to the Doom franchise, uh, Doom franchise by id Software. It took us to the dark rooms of strange creatures and uh, a thriving alien invasion. And it seems we're heading back. Uh, the game rating and administration committing uh, committee of Korea has rated Quake 2 Remastered, suggesting the title will be launched for PC. Expect violence, blood, gore, better graphics, 4K resolution support, improved multiplayer modes, and ready for some uh, revamped old school action. Hmm, Suddenly, if I played Quake 2 recently, um, multiplayer. Was it Quake 2 we played? It's going to be shit. There's no new fonts. Don't know. <laughs> No, no typography. Oh my god! Think of the typographists, please. <laughs> Between the gingers and the typographists, no one, no one. Now the podcast—that's going to make perfect sense. But to people watching the clipped-out videos, that's going to make no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, the upcoming QuakeCon 2023 is happening in August. We hope to have a reveal more about the uh, have them reveal more about the remaster. It's uh, the first time in three years that the event is happening in person, so fans have a lot to look forward to. Um, I know I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Quake Two with RTX mods. Yes. Yeah, I've seen people put the RTX mods on there for ray tracing, and still looks probably the best use of ray tracing. Okay, can I just ask you to get a bit closer to your microphone, please? Sorry. Sorry. No. It's all right. You, you just went quiet on me all of a sudden. All um, good? Yes, much better. I need to hear you, man. Can't have an opinion without a voice. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's a very facial expression. Um, yeah. So Quake 2 uses um, RTX, that RTX demo, if you like, on, um, on mm. Steam. Um, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Because normally when you see new games using RTX, you can't really tell. Not unless mm. you properly say, oh, yeah, there's some extra reflections there. You look at the Quake 2 RTX one yeah. and you tell straight away. Um, the, 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 the only thing I will say, though, go on. Yeah. 
I was gonna say, the most impressive RTX ray tracing demo I've seen is Minecraft. It looks like yeah. a completely different game. Yeah, that's pretty good as well. But um, the only thing I'll say about that is uh, better graphics, 4K resolution support, and improved multiplayer modes. All that's been done in the modern modding community. And it was all done in the modding community with the original Quake as well. So it depends where, because if machine games are doing it, who I, I think are rumored to be doing this, um, the original Quake, they updated the controls so you could use the gyros on the Switch and the PlayStation, PlayStation 5. Okay. So I'm guessing you'll get that. Um, but they also made a complete um, story, a brand new story for Quake. So you had your usual levels, and then you had a, a completely brand new one. So if they do that as well, that'll be good. But, okay. but the, the remake that, well, the, the remaster they did was literally just tweaking and bits of lighting. And it, and it, it was good. It worked. It played really well. So I'm wondering where they're going to go with Quake 2, whether they're going to do a complete graphic overhaul as well. Oh, no. Do, 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 go, do, go do a Resident Evil remake, Capcom remake, Dead Space remake. That's where you go. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a graphic don't... overhaul. I don't think they will. I think they're, they're just going to look at what's already been created in the modding community and just do their take on it because it's quicker. Yeah. No. I think that's what they'll do. That's what they did with the original Quake. And they just updated, obviously they just updated all the files so it worked on a brand new system because the original Quake was an MS-DOS game. Yeah. Oh, I don't want that. I want proper I want proper remake. Because we get machine games to do it. Mm. That's a waste of resources. I would if you were to get some guy to do it. Yeah. I would love it. I mean, there's been rumours of... Um, the original Quake remake for years, because as soon as as soon as uh, Doom twenty sixteen came out, it was like right their next game now has got to be Quake. It would be but, after Doom two. Or it, but it never, Doom two then. Yeah, yeah but they but they didn't even do that, did they? They did Doom twenty sixteen, and then they did Doom mm. Eternal, completely separate. That would Doom two. Yeah, Doom two. But, okay. yeah. Doom two. So. I don't know. I'm, hmm. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a big Quake fan, so I'm looking forward to it. Yes. And another big Quake fan, or Quake Arena sort of person. Yeah. So, yes. Okay. We will keep an eye out for that. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on to our next story. Galaxian 500 on the Commodore... So it should be good. Amiga. Now, Amiga, sorry, Commodore. It's Commodore Amiga. Um, the downside is now what I've done is I've managed to lock myself out of my notes so I can't see. Oh, I didn't make any notes on this one. Okay. Tell us about this BAPSA because I'm I'm clueless because it was just a video. So what we got? Um, two seconds. Notes. Skin <laughs> his notes up. Not the next story I'm really interested in. Looks the like Space Invaders. Is... It is Space Invaders. That's all it's, it is. What is, what is, what is Galaxians? 
which is Space Invaders was a different different game, wasn't it? So, well, mm. they were different games, but they looked very similar. It was, it was a take on it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. I, I thought I'd describe it as the upgrade to it. I'll be fr- frankly, because it was a bit more. You didn't have the little three shelters that you had on 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 Space Invaders, because you no. were like a little tank thing driving backwards and forwards, shooting at things. This is more spacey. So yeah. So uh, right. So, so the original. So Galaxian was Namco's first major arcade video game. Uh, it was the second highest grossing arcade game of 1979. And 1980 in Japan, and the second highest grossing arcade game of 1980 in the United States, where it became one of the best selling arcade games of all time with 50,000 arcade units sold by 1982. The game was celebrated for its gameplay and usage of true color graphics. So, yes, certainly this could be a great game for the Commodore Amiga and even more so as it's been created by J-O-T-D. Uh, Do you know something funny? This was one of the first games that I owned. It's Galaxian. For... I owned this on the Atari 2600. Okay, yeah. I was going to say this it was on that first... machine, yeah. So that was the, one of the first games that I owned. It looks a little more colourful than, the, than what I had on my Atari 2600. Well, um, I think... I mean, the reason behind this is to is to make a one-to-one um, clone of the arcade version of Galaxians because there was loads of different um, conversions for different systems and it was their take on it, but it was never a one-to-one arcade version. So because time's gone on now and programming's improved, they've managed to uh, do this version, yeah. which which is looking pretty incredible. It's not fully out yet. It's only still in beta stage. I think you can download the, the demo and try it out. But yeah, Galaxians, awesome. Mm-hmm. Blast from the past. Anyway, I'll be honest with you. I'm more interested in this next story. So, I looked at this and my brain went, hmm. Yeah. This reminds me of um, Chaos Engine. Do you remember Chaos Engine? That's yep. because of the graphic style, because that was Bitmap Brothers. Yeah. So I know where you're yeah. going with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's say, uh, time to strap on your nostalgia goggles and get ready to grind in the pixelated past of a, with a brand new Amiga 500 game, Doom-like game, Doom-like experience that's set to take on a wild... God, I know why I'm struggling. I'll tell you why I'm struggling in a moment, because my legs are sweating, um, because it's so hot in here, because I have to close the curtains and turn the fan off because of the audio. That will start again. All right, retro games enthusiasts, strap on your nostalgia goggles and get ready to grind into the pixelated past with a brand new Amiga 500 Doom-like experience that is set to take us on a wild ride of fun and fright this week. We are cranking up the time machine to talk about Grind, an upcoming game that's set to reinvigorate your love of old school gaming. So, um, I'm going to put the video on. Where is it? 
So we're gonna put the video on here. So let's just. Hello, everyone. I am. I'm gonna quiet. Sorry, I'm gonna quiet you, mate. I want, I'm not interested in the thing. I want to see the game. Yeah. So, he's just showing off. So bearing in mind, the Commodore Amiga didn't have any first-person shooter games. Did have two. There were two. They, but they didn't run like this. They were, no, they didn't run like this. No. There were the two that I. Sorry, not two. There are two that I know of. There was a marathon-style clone. That happened in there, and there was another one which, if you get the conversion on the PC version, you can dial it up to keep all the things like the bodies and the other sprites and stuff in there. And I cannot remember what that one was called um, because someone got the game and it ran it ran terrible on the um, on the on the you're Amiga, not, but because you get more resources about, in the PC. You're not talking about corporation, are you? Or called, mm, or I don't think it's corporation. I can't remember what it is. It's really uh, annoying. Um, so we've got a guy called John. Uh, oh my God, Eastern European names I cannot do. John, Chris, Christoph Kluzek. Christoph Kluzek. John, the developer behind Grind, has recently com uh, completed designs for the games New Heart and Protagonist, replacing the previous placeholders. The design went to a public vote. So, <laughs> just excuse me a second. No echo. Sorry, put her in a place. Um, the game style world building is inspired from steampunk and Lovecraftian thing. A lot of inspirations come for things like Chaos Engine, uh, Aqua Abyss, and the steam uh, Aqua Abyss, uh, Abyss, a steampunk themed Amiga game. Yeah, as previously, uh, the, the Tarsis, I'm going to say Tarsis, um, the developers can't work on. Um, yeah, it's it, it looks, I like it. I think there's something we've got to really um, praise with this is the fact that it's because the Commodore Amiga 500 couldn't do something like this. It couldn't. And this is running on a stock Commodore Amiga. So 512K, yeah. um, no graphics accelerator. So normally to get this this kind of game to run, you'd have to run something like a 300-pound a vampire. Um, graphic accelerator for for the Commodore, and this is running on yeah. stock. So that is, and that is an amazing feat. That is, um, I think they're calling it the Dread Engine. Now Grind Engine, is it called the Grind Engine? Yes, the Grind. No engine. Dread. No Dread Engine. It is actually called dread the Dread engine. engine. Yeah. So that's that's impressive. That is. Yeah, it's it looks. I like that. I like that. That. Um, sorry, I want to go back to. Actual game, but it's uh, was that was that a I Kickstarter like... then? Uh, I think it might have been, yeah. Oh, I might have to if, if that's still running, I might have to back this. Hmm. I, I, I don't yeah. for the life of me know how that's running on a, a stock Amiga. That's insane. I don't think that's running on stock Amiga. I think this is what the base thing because I'm sure he was he's showing maybe he's maybe he uh, it says there at the bottom Amiga 1200 gameplay. Yeah, that's fine. That that's incredible. It yeah. can't do that. How is it doing it? <laughs> Clearly it is. So yeah. yeah, it's good. So that, so that's go. how again, it's showing you it's showing you the frames a second at the top look. Six so. frames a second. <laughs> but, but it's still with Starfield only being 30 frames a second, yeah. but, six but it's, frames it's still a second. it's still playable, and you can only imagine that. Put a graphics accelerator, and if it does it, support it, and then straight away you're going to get 
you're going to get 30 easy. Mm. Looks cool. Yeah, they've got they've gone for the the Doom Stroke Wolfenstein hood as well at the bottom. Yeah, cool. That's cool. I like that. Um, let's go on to our next one. Yeah, keep me eye on that one. Uh, press the wrong button. I meant to press this button. This one here. <laughs> So, we have, if it will show on screen, thank you very much. We have uh, Pixel Ripped Apart VR Retro Goodness for the PlayStation and PC. Um, get ready for a time walk, folks. We're zapping you back to the Golden Age video games with the third installment of the popular VR series from Archivoid. Uh, Pixel Ripped Apart 1978 is a game that's a true love letter to the birth of the gaming industry crafted with a delightful blend of nostalgia and authentic 3d innovation um so the developer archivoid uh, archivore sorry um pixel ripped um 19 was released in 1978 on the 40th i'm struggling today i know why because it's hot and i can't have the fan on um so yeah it's it's Don't a carry game. where's the yeah, give me a second. Give me a moment. Where's the video? I want to put the video on because the video is cool. There's a video on the page. I was watching it earlier. I know it exists. There's, there's a link to the... Did I not put a link to the video on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a... Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just look at that for the moment. It, it looks cool. Hang on a second. Link to that. So I've got the page there. I haven't got a video link. No, just click view trailer. Right at the top of the page. There oh, that might be why. Yeah. So let's put that on there. Keep the sound off for copyright reasons. But, uh, yeah. So this is their, the third instalment of their VR game. Hmm. So you're playing a retro game within VR. Love it. Okay. Just, I always find that mad. There's um, a few here that you never needed to blow the, the Atari cartridges. It's a Nintendo thing, that was. Because <laughs> even Atari know that you put a bloody flap on it. It's yeah. weird because she looks like somewhere between Princess Zelda, Zelda and Samus and Mega Man. Character-wise. Not all the tar Atari cartridges had that flap. That sprung flap. My twenty six hundred did. It was fine. No, on the cartridge no. itself. On the cartridge itself. There was a sprung flap. Yeah. Can't you remember? Yeah, I remember, but I'm sure you had to put like the teeth in. We're arguing over tarot cartridges. I'm sure you had to get the teeth needed to connect before it even pulled back the thing, so it could read the the board. So, so basically, you pushed in the cartridge. And the there's a, the little sprung plastic flap within the cartridge moves up to to mm. um, reveal the edge connector, but not all cartridges yeah. had that, so you had to use that to get it to work. Uh, yeah. Okay. Never back in the back in the seventies. Never had to do that. 
Okay. Never had to do that with 2600. Never, ever. Had to do it with a, a NES. Never had to do it with a thing because that's why it was like almost alien. Mm. Pick up and go, anyway, we've been talking about Atari cartridges. We need to talk about Ripped Park. <laughs> or Ripped, sorry. So tell us about this Bouncer. So get ready for a time warp, folks. We're zapping back to the golden age of video games with the third instalment of the popular VR series from Arvor. Pixel Vip Ripped 1978, a game that's truly a love letter to the birth of the games industry, crafted with a delightful blend of nostalgia, authenticity, and 3D innovation. Um, so Pixel Ripped 1978 was released on June the 15th. Uh, the game is an immersive exploration of the 2D genesis of the gaming industry in 3D, transporting players back to the golden age of video games. Our heroine Dot is placed at the heart of the blossoming gaming industry of the late 70s and early 80s. Players get to join forces with Bug, the visionary behind the original Pixel Ripped series to protect Bug's childhood memories from the evil Cyberlin. Is that Sibling Lord? No, Sibling Lord. Sorry. Sibling Lord. Sibling Lord. The game offers a multi-layered experience, allowing players to play retro classics, unreleased betas, and discover countless Easter eggs, thanks to the collaboration with Atari. Pixel Rip 1978 incorporates a game within a game formula, providing behind-the-scenes access to the iconic Atari Sunnyvale Studio. The game design is full of surprises, breaking away from smooth predictability to introduce an element of chaos and delight players with unexpected moments. The Pixel Ripped mm -hmm. franchise explores pivotal moments in the evolution of the video game industry with Pixel Ripped 1978 going back to the very genesis of gaming. And I, I, I need to get this game. I really do. First one was awesome. The first one, you, you start the game and uh, you're just a little kid in the class, sat down, and you've got a teacher in front of you, and every time the teacher um, moves away, you get your Game Boy out and start playing. <laughs> and then the teacher like turns around, you put your Game Boy away. <laughs> but it's, it's awesome, play, playing the games within the game. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a real out-of-body experience, that is. Love it. And that's on the VCS? No, it's uh, no. This, no, yeah, this, this is for place. Yeah, this is for um, uh, VR on your it's PC and VR on your PlayStation. It'll be PlayStation Five now. So you can, VR two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're but you're basically you're playing the retro games within the VR space, and then there'll ah. be a story behind it as well. Um, I see. So if it's like the first one, you end up transport you, you do like a bit of a tron you end up going into the game so you're uh, playing yeah. the game and then you go into the game and then i can the see uh i've just checked it yeah it's available on playstation vr2 meta mm. quest 2 and steam yeah yeah so so basically if you've got a vr headset apart from mm. the original play playstation one um you'll be able to play this game it's about 20 quid it's nothing is it 
Yeah. True. It looks interesting. Mm. Apart from a bollocks to arm. Hey. Shall we move on to our last one? Yeah. Which I've got an interesting story about, and I'm sure you've got some interesting stories about. So, um, handsome fella here went to retcon with another handsome fella. Fortunately, some ugly fella couldn't join us. Could they, Nigel? No, no, I'm doing football things. He missed a good day, Nigel. Yeah. So we went to... and, and the weird thing is, I went into my work on Tuesday and I went to uh, the kitchen that we got there. And on the on the board, somebody had pinned up an, a flyer for retcon. Oh, just to rub it in. Yeah. No. Oh, we and might have seen them. Salt in the wound. And whoever oh. had seen that, whoever put them up had probably gone to retcon. Yeah, but I, was, I don't know who it was. It was Gareth. <laughs> yeah, Gareth. <laughs> I drove 20 miles to your work just on the off chance. Um, Nicked my key to get in. Nicked my fob. I am gutted I missed it. It did look good. Uh, For those of you who are listening, if you go to Babstar's YouTube video, he goes uh, and shows you. uh, Oh, yeah, you're playing a little bit there, right? Um, That's that run in the background. Yeah, so you can watch his little trip. Gareth's voice is in it, but not his face. Right, can I just point something out? Yeah, I when I saw this, I was expecting you to go, we're in a car, and then go, that'd be it. Weird thing. I was expecting that when I saw that. I was like, oh, great, is he going to do that? And he didn't, but that's fine. no, because that's that, that's I'd be copying you, would I? I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we did our video to come up and meet you, mm. which was yes. which was really good. So, so that's, retro, yeah, that's got... retro Robbins. Shout out to Retro Robbins there. He was kind enough to buy me lunch. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. So, yes. um, Oh, I missed out on lunch. Oh, damn it. Missed out on free lunch, Nigel. I had a free lunch at the football anyway. Well, we we nearly didn't have a a free lunch, but we'll get to that. (laughs) So, um, went there. They had some speakers on there. The only ones I was interested in was the Oliver Twins. You turned around and said to me, goes, when you've heard one Oliver Twins speech, pretty much heard them all. And Retro Robbins agreed with you. So I'm like, well, I haven't heard one. Yeah. I want to hear one. If I've heard the one, then I, I don't I can yeah. avoid it next time. That's fair enough. So I went up there and they went, well, we're trying to and, and you left. And the moment you left, they went, we're trying something different this time. We're going to try and see if we can build a game in four hours. And we need some ideas. So being the What's the polite word? Being the pain in the ass that I am, <laughs> they asked for ideas. And they were like, kind of, oh, set it in the desert, set it in the castle, set it in Europe. And I'm like, kind of, well, dude, set it in an, Ar- set it in an Argos where you've got a, 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 an interdimensional warehouse where you can get mad things from. And they were like, okay, we'll write that one down. And it's funny because they were going through all the things and people were voting and they thought that the interdimensional Argos was the interesting one. And I've done this, I've, I've brought this up on the on the Monkey Nut Punch podcast last weekend. Um, but they were like, we're going to put a game, put this game together. It has to be a narrative-driven game. It's not a platform or anything like this. It's like one of these, you see them, it's like kind of, they always seem like um, 
soap opera games. That's yeah. the best way of describing it. A game if it was a soap opera. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm. So they were building one of them, but I thought Do this I'm going to make or it. This. Yeah, or kiss the, the the person, or tell them you love them, or just leave them be quiet. This is the thing. Um, so naturally, I was like, I'm going to make this as hard as fucking possible for them because <laughs> one, if they, they one was the if you, I think, I think it was Retro Robbins who said to me, "Because oh, they probably just pre-made something," and I was like, "No, no, 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 they need to make an Argos game. <laughs> There's no way that they pre-made an Argos game." Uh, and funny enough, uh, they didn't finish it on time because I hung, hung around to about four o'clock to see if they'd, they'd present it. They they were still working on it. Um, I tweeted at them in the afternoon. They tweeted back to in the evening. They tweeted back at me. Um, it was released onto the um, Rich Cast Media app under the community tab. It's called Argos Magic. Um, so they did do it in the end. I haven't played all the way through it, but it was quite mad. I also competed in the FIFA 97 tournament and I couldn't see the screen. I think I did exceptionally well considering I lost on Golden Goal. Was that in that, was that, in um, that room there, the FIFA tournament? That, 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 that's the TV yeah. screen back there. I was playing. I played against some rando. Um, I couldn't see the screen whatsoever because it was outside and it was white and uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, shadowed, put in shadow very well. But the guy was coming around and was asking, he goes, how many people you got? He went seven. I went, I'll put, go in because you need an even number. Yeah. At least. You do. Um, so normally you do for uh, need an even number for a football football game. Yeah, um, or a tournament. Did that? That was quite good. Um, uh, I played really badly because I couldn't use the stick for what, what were we playing. We played Street Fighter. Oh, we, we played Street Fighter. I think it was Alpha Two, or it could have been Alpha Three, and then we played Mortal Kombat, didn't we? Which I couldn't pull any of the moves off on, which was really annoying because I can it does I can pull the moves off with my eyes closed and I'm just you were sitting there saying that the drift on the stick was terrible, so I'm yeah, going to yeah, say the stick on the drift was terrible. They're, they're cheap um, Chinese uh, mechanisms. Oh, knockoff. They're, they're not really knockoff. It's just what you buy. It's what you what you buy from eBay if you, you go for like a just a cheap setup. I've I've used them for. Um, uh, Raspberry Pi uh, coffee table machines I've built up, uh, and and they work fine for that a little bit of arcade experience. But for for precision control, you need um, you, you need like a jammer control set, a proper arcade one, so you can actually feel. And it's very tight, so you can feel where all the uh, micro switches are. There's just too much travel for the cheap ones, but. Uh, but that was, uh, I mean, Gareth was just coming out of all the excuses under the sun because I was thrashing him, basically. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Shoulders but... and, oh, the joystick's not working and screen's gone off. <laughs> this is right. So this was the other thing, too, because you were practically drooling over these. Mate, I was, yeah. Commodore 64. I was watching you. You're like, kind of, I saw you like reach, go grab my wallet. I want to buy one now. You can't buy one now. I was like, why can't I buy one now? Yeah. They showed you the, the, the cool screen, which is like a cube thing, which is being shown there. Um, yeah, you you were absolutely drooling over it. I think I, I was standing next to your son and went, keep an eye on your father. I think he's going to buy something. Yeah. That, that um, was a program they wrote specifically for for this system, which I thought was cool. It's like a new. It's, it's it's like a new computer, 
it's it's it a new on, uh... it's a new injection molded case. Um, so it could be a Vic Twenty, Commodore sixty four, Commodore sixteen case, bread bin case, and they've just literally put a mini ITX PC in there. Yeah. So um, it'll be a processor with the onboard GPU because obviously you're not going to fit um, a huge graphics card in there. But they, they'd also designed um, a cooling system for the case as well. So you've got um, two, two fans going to a huge heat sink that runs the length of the case, and then um, a exhaust system to yeah. blow all the hot air out because they were warm that but they were getting rid of a lot of the heat um the the drive the drive that they were using they were using m.2 so that again that keeps it nice and compact and um obviously memory there was um one 16 gig chip in there so it was a very very nice tidy system but uh, yeah yeah there's your prices yeah, not cheap at all. Not cheap, but um, you could literally just buy the case and the cooling system and the key keyboard, and then just just buy your own parts over time because uh, they're for, re- they're readily available. The parts are readily available for for our podcast listeners. Uh, the bare bones. Oh, you've just moved away from it. Sorry. <laughs> Our podcast cannot see this. Um, I know they can't see this. Bare Bones is early bird is $135. VIP is $119. Extreme, $456. And also the Ultimate, which is $1,099. Obviously, this is on... Is this Indiegogo or is it on Kickstarter? Uh, This is Kickstarter. So you can find the 64X Commodore on Kickstarter to have a proper look through and what you actually get. Yeah, so it is it is an impressive piece of kit. It really does look like a Commodore 64 as I remember it, but they do them in multiple colours and so forth. Yeah. Mm. I, and one thing that I'd noticed was there was little sunken parts of the plastic at the front oh <laughs> but it's but it's where oh. it's where the posts are for the screws yes the screws so i asked him has that been resolved and he said yes um it it was more noticeable on um the darker colored the, the, cases yes but they do a translucent <laughs> one as well which looks awesome yeah, yeah. many many colors many many colors looks good yeah, we so also was, we also uh, played we also played Quake. We did they two? Quake two. They they they'd set up a uh, it was a land setup. I think there was six machines, and uh, we all played Quake two deathmatch. Um, you're right there, Nigel. Shoulder. That's that's a thumbnail. That is that was then. <laughs> um, so that was that was good fun. Um, it just again shows you that. The the old first person shooter deathmatch games they're still king they still play so well. There's some footage now. 
Yes. Some randos, I have no idea who these people are. So I know that you've got your specky friend there. It always sounds really weird to say specky friend. With his glasses, he's a specky friend. Well, the, um, the, the guy on the on the left there, um, I know this is no good for the podcast listeners, but he was a veteran uh, Quake 2 player from back in the day. And you've got oh. Richard Sherman there. Uh, he's uh, involved in the Spectrum Next community. You've got Retro Wayne Robbins, who's got his own YouTube channels for retro gaming. And uh, and you've got my son there as well, who's uh, enjoying playing Quake too. But yeah, great little setup that was. Yeah, it was. Um, had fun with that. They had a lot of other stuff there. I have to say... You, I know that you complained about the the the, the lack of food options. I did. Uh, I think my biggest problem was the lack of the heat being dissipated because you got all those things switched on. Downstairs and like the main hall was fine, but when you got up into like the because you had like the the other room where you had that Amiga. Yeah. That we sh- I think you showed Nigel before we started the one with the clear case. Yeah. And that room was I was melting in that room. I th- I think you're always gonna you're always gonna. Su- have issues with that. I mean, it was a hot day anyway, wasn't it? It wasn't just the fact that it was hot in there because of all the old kit. Um, it was a very hot day anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, the the Commodore Amiga that they uh, one of, that one of them had on display, translucent one, brand new motherboard, all in purple. That was incredible to look at. That was. What have you got? And then I think, where is it? Do you? I was playing, I can't remember what game I was playing on it. I was playing on that because that was fun. I can't find it. I see, I don't get any footage of it. They also had, oh, there it is. Yeah. So there you go, the Commodore. That is a lovely bit of kit. It is. Now, the, the cases, again, the cases were a Kickstarter. Um, the keyboard options, they were a Kickstarter. Um, I think I asked the guy what accelerator was in there and I'd never heard of it before. Because you can, you can get an accelerator card called the Pi Storm, which is like one of the cheaper options, which is just literally a, a plug-in and then you put a Raspberry Pi Zero in it, into it and it turns you oh, into a powerhouse. Um, is that you or me? Sorry, connection just dipped out for a second there. Okay. Um, Still there? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So, don't normally these problems. Um, okay, cool. It's we, I, I had fun. There were some cool bits in there. It was. Um, it, was it was a great day, and uh, I was contacted afterwards um, from the from the organisers, and they're they're putting it on again next next year. Um, they actually have a, a regular computer club at that um, community centre. So that's why they decided to do it because that that's only the third third time they've they've done that event. Um, given given the COVID situation, meeting up was almost yeah. illegal. So yeah. I think that's a good. My sign only my, my only complaint complaint, and it was only a little one, was the fact that there was no there was no proper there was no proper food on. Um, it was just literally. Um, what it was just pop, tea, coffee, crisps, and chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could have done with a burger van or some kind of street food van outside. 
but uh, we, we managed to find a, a greasy spoon calf. That's another interest. What, what you can see on the screen now is a is an old apet, and that's uh, that's got a modern PC inside. I was there trying well. to find that in the clips. So yeah, it was yeah. Uh, that was cool. All right, great day. Well, day. it's a good day. Yes. And on that note, it's time we say goodbye, guys. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye for me. It's goodbye for me. We'll catch you next week with more gaming news, including stuff about Starfield. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Laters. <laughs>